Welcome to the Elite Sales Podcast, brought to you by Family First Life Elite. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. Now let's get into the show. Hey, well, thanks for joining us on a uh, special edition of the Elite Sales Podcast. You're not seeing double. I'm here with my buddy, <laughs> Stephen Yee. <laughs> he's, he's actually in town. So I actually, anytime I have an opportunity to hang out with Stephen, I want to make sure I can do it because uh, you got to find people like like this guy uh, in, you know, for for your business. You know, the thing is, we're, we're not in the same hierarchy directly. Uh, we're not, we don't, we don't make any money off of each other, right. you know, in that type of way. But the thing is, we're all part of the same FFL family. Uh, we're all part of the same overall team. And, you know, and he's one of the guys I can always count on to, uh, you know, just keep it honest and keep it real with me. Right. You know, so so the thing is like, you know, with the rest of your team, like, you know, sometimes like you're you're going through like certain struggles or challenges and like you you can't like complain down to your guys right. or or I, I guess it's not really complain, but you know, you want you just want to have someone to like bounce ideas off of. Right. And you know, you also don't want to bring it to someone who you're gonna impact negatively. Right. And I know that you can always you got the right perspective and you can always, you know, you always are a student of the game as well. So I mean I I feel like I always learn something from you whenever no, I mean, dude, I, I say this, I dude, it was like two years ago, maybe longer. Remember after the Riverside conference, we yep. had dinner yeah, at the yeah. pho restaurant. And it was like, that was a big thing for me because like I was bumping my head, just wasn't able to get through. And then you're like, dude, it's really this simple. Boom. Here's a, here's a blueprint. Yep. And I was like, I'm in, you know what I mean? So like, I, I'm very big on that. Cause like, dude, like when I, when I was new, you know how many people i reached out for help and they were like more than welcome to help me and dude you're one of those guys that just brought me in and treated me as your own and so i'm like anytime i get a return the favor bro i appreciate it and i seriously do and i say this all the time man like for those of you guys that are working with this you know ffl elite team like you guys are in great hands yeah. like if you guys don't believe me like you you do not want to know the stuff that happens on elsewhere you know what right. i mean so like you guys are blessed to be in this organization with the leadership of albert and all the guys here you guys are in great hands yeah. well, i appreciate that man. and you know I, I you can always kind of tell uh who works with who sometimes, you know, because right. I'm very, I'm extremely blessed to have the team that I got. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to guys on your team, like I'll, I'll go to these events, these training conferences, national convention, I talk to people and then they come up and then like we talk and I'm, I'm always like, I'm like, who do you work with? Or which, which agency are you with? I mean, not that it matters because I'll talk right. to anybody else. We're just anyone, curious. Anyone, just curious. Yeah. And then they're like, they're like, oh, I work with Skypoint. I work, I work with Bruce. I work with Brandon. I work with, right. I'm always like, yeah, you always tend to kind of, reflect right you know like who, who the leader is within that group right and it doesn't mean that everyone's on the same page right but generally the majority of people are on the it's same a reflection page. usually yeah usually yeah. so so yeah i mean you've you've got a great great group so he's a board member with ffl skypoint trying know. to trying to be like you guys man that's it yeah. <laughs> well i mean i mean so that that's also the you know, you were with ffl for how long now do you so i i got started uh I got licensed in 2014 to December. So I didn't really get started until January, 2015. And I was here for a year and and I didn't, you know, like the story is that I quit. Right. But it's, I didn't really quit. I just didn't want to sell insurance. So I left everything alone and just didn't do this for a year. And, and then, you know, I got (laughs) engaged and married and I was like, shoot, I got a wedding to pay for. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I was like, um, so, so with that, I was like, okay, cool. What's the, what's the best way I know I can make a large lump sum of money. Cause you're not gonna do it at a job. Like no matter how hard I work, I was gonna get paid the same hourly rate. Right. So I was like at insurance, I'll get paid for performance. If I go kill it, I'll be all right. So I, I came back in December, uh, no March of 2018. Um, and dude, just, it's been a freaking awesome ride since you really picked it up from like that point. Yeah. I mean, dude, like I was, you know, what's funny is like 
when I got started in 2015, I didn't want to be in the home. Mm. Like I was so scared to go run an in-home appointment. I, I was like, you. I'll dial leads for you. You go run the appointments and you split me in. I'm good. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, it's so crazy. Cause like when I came back, I had the complete different mindset. I was like, dude, the sales made in the home. That's where the big bucks are. Like, I only want to be in the home. I don't want to be on the phone. Like get me in the home, see me in front of a client, whatever it may be. So it's so funny how like you have the same person, but like their mind changes on certain things. And the adaptation to our business is like, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, like right now, if I were to get started in Family First Life right now, bro, I sell virtual the whole way. Yeah. Gas the way it is, six, seven dollars a gallon, seriously. Right. right. And then, you know, wear and tear on your car, travel expenses. Like, no, I can sell from comfort of my home, put a headphone on, dude. I'm in. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the company. Well, I, th I think it's also perspective and, and our experiences that we gain and where we are at that point of our lives. Because, you know, I remember I, I met you the first time at, I, I started January 2018. And then, you know, I, I guess I, I heard about you, but then I, and we were at a sales conference at Paul McLean's yeah, office. Yeah, March. That was March 1st, dude. That was the first event that I came back to. Yeah. And, and then I was just like, and then I, it wasn't, the company wasn't big at all. It's like 20 people in that room. Yeah. So I, I, was, I, was, like, I, was, like, look, I was like looking around the room. I'm like, I'm like fellow Asian guy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to talk to this guy after. Right. Which I got a funny story about the whole Asian thing. <laughs> but uh, so I was, I, was, I was like, all right, I went, went up and talked to you. And then I was like, you're, and like, you're, you're like really sharp. And I was like, I was like, I don't know why this guy isn't killing it. I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, he should be one of the top producers in the company. But, you know, I guess it was, it was because, I mean, I'm sure like you being, in, you getting engaged and having a wedding to pay for, it just, it's it just timing. changed things around for you. Right. And then you all of a sudden you started, you started killing it. Dude, that's, you know, so that's what I tell people, right? It's like, I, I tell everybody there's like three levels of life. There's like crisis, survival, and like success mode. And so I was like literally in between crisis and survival, right? My back was against the walls, ready to be basically rock bottom. And um, it forced me to do something I, I was very uncomfortable with. Like I just said, like, I didn't want to be in the home back then. Like a year or two ago, I didn't want to be in the home. Now I'm like, that's the only thing I'm going to do, right? right? And so for me... Um, when your back's against the wall, you have a, you have a decision to make to see what you want to do. Like it's fascinating to me when people have like chargebacks and like they're behind on their bills and they're like, well, I'm not going to go run 30. I'm like, dude, you have no choice. Right. And so for me, I was like, because I didn't have a choice, I was like, I am either forced to learn this and get good at it or I could get a job. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. Right. Like I'm unemployable. So, you know, I always tell people like to go from crisis mode to survival mode, that same effort is the same effort it takes to go from survival to success. Right. The only difference is at survival, you have comfort. Yeah. You like your back's not against the wall right now. You got a little bit of money. Um, you know, like you're making just enough. So like life doesn't suck, but you're not making enough to the point where life's amazing. Right. Like you're just there. You're just surviving. Yeah. And so like, if there's anything I can tell you guys that are, that are watching this, like just keep that foot on the gas right. because if you can just blow past that comfort zone, man, like life gets good. Right. Well, yeah, I think, I think everybody just recognizes cause like once you're, you're surviving and mm -hmm. you're, you're comfortable and you're, you're okay. I think, you know, to get to, to get to the point where life is going to be amazing, you know, in your head is going to take an unfamiliar amount of work right? and something that you haven't done before and something right. that you don't know if you're ready to sacrifice for that. Cause you can't, you, like, you know, it's going to be a commitment, right? You can't just be like, I'm going to work kind of hard and expect it. It's not, you know, it's not going to work. And you have something to lose finally. Right. That's why you're surviving. Right? right. And it's like, when your back's against the wall, you have nothing to lose. You're like, dude, this is all I got. I'm in. Yeah. Like if I have to work 10, 12, 14 hour days, I'm in, I got no other choice. But when life's good, like you're like, man, a date night with the wife sounds real good right now. You know what I mean? And it's like, Oh, what about, you know, getting around a golf or 
playing a game of basketball. It's like, dude, like all these distractions come in. Right. And so for me, that's why it's like, if you can trick yourself and, and let yourself um, pretend that you don't have anything, even though what you do, yeah. oh man, that's a power place. That's a powerful place to be in. That was how, that's how I was able to get to, you know, like EVP ish mm-hmm. was like, I just pretend like all the doll, every, every dollar I made, I literally transferred it to another account and I hit it. So like, I didn't know what was in there yeah. and the deposited account always said zero. Right. So like, I'm, I'm fascinated with staring at my bank account like once or twice a day. So I was like, zero, got to go to work. Zero, got to go to work. Like, you know, cause if I see 10 grand in there or something, I'm like, yeah, life's good. I don't have to work. Yeah. Right. So that was my big thing, man, was like tricking my mind to believe that I didn't have anything, even though I had something so I can just like overly do it. Right. You know, so that was fun for me. No, that's definitely a big, I, I automatically have every deposit automatically transfer into a different account. Mm-hmm. I, I have to do the same thing, but you know, you well know, it's like, I actually go and spend a lot of my money. <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying to throw it back into the business as right. much as I can. Like I've more than doubled my, my staff. Right. You know, you see, you see me trying to like improve stuff around the office right. and, you know, just stuff that, that I know if I, I don't want to hold on to my money. Cause if I do that, then I will get that false sense of security and I'm just going to. But it's not like, you, but you should be able to enjoy the stuff you should have too. It's just foolish when you're a brand new agent and you have your first month that you have a decent, like, let's say you protected 20 families. You, you had a finally a good month. You don't go buy a brand new car at that time. No, definitely. You got to like put in the work. And like, once you have a few good months. All right, cool, man. Like to, you know, buy something for yourself, whether a nice watch or shoes or a car or whatever. All right, I got it. But it's like, I've seen so many people get blown out where they have one good month and right. they have no idea how to manage finances. And they go, let's go get a hundred thousand dollar car. And I'm like, gosh, let's go to Hawaii for two weeks. Right. Go to Disneyland. <laughs> right. And it's like, you get blown out because by the time you come back, chargebacks roll. Like, dude, it's horrible. It's like you're in a worse situation than you were before you started the business. Right. And it's like, that was the part that like blew me away that I never understood is like some people got to this threshold of income, which it's more than they've ever made. And they live life like it's almost worse because they don't know how to manage their money. Right. You know? Oh, this bug here. <laughs> I'm trying to get trying to get on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So so you know, that's that was my big thing was like that's why it was a big deal for me to pretend that I didn't have anything. So that when I wanted to go, because I never ran for money. Like no. you go, hey, Steve, you can work real hard and have like 50 G's in your bank. I'm like, whatever, like never excited me. But if I can go, hey, if I go, you know, protect 50 families this month and you're going to allow me to go buy, I don't know, a new set of golf clubs, dude, I'm in. Like it wasn't about the money. It it's was about, about the freedom of it. Yeah. It was like, like I wanted to reward myself for the hard work. So I'm not, I'm not like for those of you, I go, Oh man, like he doesn't enjoy himself. No, I do. Trust me. It's just that like, I just don't, I don't spend it early. Yeah. You know, like after all the business bills are paid, after all my staff's bills are paid, the business expenses, then I pay my, my family and myself the salary. Okay. If I have a little bit left, cool. I can, I can, you know, splurge on something, but it's like, I wasn't going to do all that before. Right. Um, on my business expenses. Like that's, that's where people get hurt. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with spending money. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just if you're going to spend money when you're new in the business, learn how to run the business first. Right. Like, know where your income is going to be coming from, what the overhead cost is going to be, how much you need to do to keep this thing running for the operations. Like, right. just it, you can't you can't just start jumping into it and start like you can't make you can't go out for one week and kill it. You can work really hard for that week. And you can make a bunch of money, and then and then all of a sudden you're like you're like oh it's gonna keep coming like this every single no. week. Yeah, bad weeks. Bad weeks. You know something's gonna fall off. Something's not gonna issue the time you expect. 
you know, unexpected things happen. You always got to prepare yourself. You got to build up some capital first, have right. something in your back pocket, then you can go and enjoy yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah man. No, I agree with that 100%. And that's, you know, like Andrew Taylor made it so simple for us to understand. He was like, dude, like you have a pizza shop and, you know, you sell 100 pizzas and there's no more dough or cheese. You can't take all the money you have and go pay your mortgage. Right. Because now you're out of business. Right. Yeah. Who's something's bug? <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, well, actually, I was having a talk with my guys yesterday. We 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 hopped on a a quick IG live, and we were talking. I was talking about, you know, it's uh, when it comes when it comes to business, when people people are new. I think I think I've I've come to learn in my in all my years of working in business and, and working with other people. I don't think anyone's really like genuinely lazy. Like there's some people that you would mm -hmm. think maybe they might be lazy because right. they have a lot of lazy habits. Right. But I, I think I think a lot of people people are not generally not lazy. They're just unmotivated. They right. don't have a vision. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Right. And if you don't have anything to get you out of bed, you know, get you up early and get you thinking like, okay, I need to, I need to get to work. Then it's, it's real easy to, to come off as being lazy because you're like, I don't or know what to do. Comfortable or complacent. Right. right. Dude, that's, you know, I just, I just had a conversation with Paul McLean on this. Like, I feel like people move for two reasons. Yeah. You're either pushed by pain or you're pulled by vision. And what I mean by that is like some people, if you go, Hey, if you do these things, you can have this goal. So they're pulled by a vision to go forward. Other people like myself, I was pushed by pain. I came here to work because if I didn't pay for that wedding, life was going to suck. You'd be paying. Right. <laughs> so I was pushed by the pain to go to work. I feel like a lot of people, like when they're, like you said, like they don't have anything to run for. There's not a real materialistic or a real reason why they're doing this business. They stay in the middle. They're not pulled by vision and they're not pushed by pain. They're just literally there. And, and that's why like, you know, a lot of new agents that I see that they struggle, it's like we set temporary goals with them and we go, hey, if we can get you out of this situation that you're in and we can make you this amount of money or whatever it may be, you know, like how hard would you work to get there? And they work just enough to get there and that's it. Right. They don't do anything beyond that, uh, above that. And, and that's the part that blew me away of the re consistently like resetting goals and, and putting something higher. And that's something I think like Sean does a good job of. It's like, you know, hey, we hit this number. Yeah, not enough. Could have done more. Mm. And it's like, dude, that was a record week. Yep, not enough. Could have done more. Right. And it's just like nonstop putting that goal in front of us so that we can always reach for something and not get complacent. Right. Yeah. And that's also why you got to get a buddy like Steven. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, sometimes like, you know, you kind of hit a plateau or you kind of feel like maybe I'm, am I a little bit stuck? Or is, is this supposed to go like this? And then, you know, I'll bounce a couple ideas off of you. And then, you know, you'll tell me what, what you went through. And then I'm like, okay, okay, that makes sense now. Like, yeah. I know what I needed to do. And I, right. or I, at least I know, like, this is, this is, I put myself into this position because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Right. And then this is what I need to change for me to get to the next step. Dude, that's, that's where it was for me too. Like when I get stuck and don't get me wrong, everybody does at some point, it's just that we get stuck, stuck at different levels. The first thing I do is I call for help. Mm. call people that are right around, you know, where I was or where I want to be. And I go, dude, when you were here, what did you do? Right. And you shut up and listen, because right. it's like, if I knew the answers, I wouldn't be stuck. Right. You know, so like some, like, you know, when I was stuck trying to learn how to go senior sales manager VP, I was like, dude, Albert, I just flat out don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. Okay. And you're like, dude, this is the blueprint. Knock it out. Right. And, and so like went through that, spoke through SVP, you know, EVP was there. And then we're kind of like stuck at, we were stuck at like seven, 800,000 for a little bit, but it's like, that's when I started calling like Zach, when I started calling Richard, I started calling, you know, you know, Alondra and Josh, Nina and Hayden and go, how do you guys get out of this? What did you do? You know, placement wise, business wise, decisions, recruiting staff, whatever it may be. How did you get out of this position? And dude, like the beauty of this company, 
is we share knowledge with one another without holding back. And that doesn't happen at a lot of places. Like the places where you started working from and where mm -hmm. I worked at, it was kind of like, I'll give you enough, but I'm not gonna give you the whole thing. Right. And I'm like, that's crazy because it's not like we're even competing in the same marketplace. Right. You know, so that's what I enjoy about this stuff, man, especially here at FFL. Well, there's actually some people like, it's, I mean, especially like our, our former companies and, you know, other places, they deliberately give you the wrong information. Oh, yeah. Because they're so competitive and they think they have this like secret playbook. And I'm just like, dude, you. You get leads and you go to work. Like, <laughs> right. how difficult is it? You invest in your business. Right. You go, you, you go to work. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I you know I, I learned that early on too when when Joe was running business. They were like, dude, that county that you're in, it's the hardest place to sell insurance. You shouldn't work there. Right. We're like, what? <laughs> and then like we started selling some insurance and we're like, no, this is actually not that bad. And we're like, wait a minute, they probably told us that because it's actually too easy to sell here. They don't want us to come in. Right. You know, and it's just like, whatever, dude, at the end of the day, a lead is a lead. And it's someone that requested for life insurance. And if we can go service them, we're in. Right. You know, but yeah, no, it's it's funny that you say that. Some people give you deliberately the wrong information. It doesn't happen here. No. But other places, oh, I've seen that very often. Well, I wouldn't say it doesn't happen here. I mean, the majority, vast right. majority of people do help. Sometimes sometimes you go and talk to some people and they, they give you kind of a real fluffy answer. And it's they, not they, enough. They, they don't really tell you. But then again, I also like I, I I keep it in perspective because I'm like maybe that's just what this person how they view it, right? Or even if they did if they didn't necessarily want to help me in that moment or whatever it is, I'm like I'm also not entitled to anything. Like right. they don't have to do anything, right? So, but then you identify like you know who's who's going to help you and who's not, and and that's okay. That's that's the beauty of you know I always say you can't choose your upline, but you can choose your sideline, right? You know who you can pick and build your relationships with and learn. Uh, learn this business from because dude, I can tell I tell people all the time like I, I've learned more about this business from people that are not in my money line mm. than are and it's just no other way to say that right you know what I mean so it's not like I'm dude I'm forever grateful for Trey and Joe and they've gotten me to where I needed to be but there's certain things that I needed from other people and there's like they always say there's multiple ways to skin a cat like I, I wanted to learn a different way to do the same thing right because like your perspective just might not have worked for me but his perspective might and I just needed to be able to do that. And, and, you know, being able to, like I said, plugging with you and plugging with like Jack and some of these other people, just like, how did you do this? Yeah. You know, and, and that basically changed our business, man. And, and I, you know, value that friendship and teach people how to do the same. Right. And I, I think that's a good point. I think a lot, a lot of times when you hear, when you hear people say like, oh, my upline is not doing this for me and I can't grow my upline's not doing that. I'm also like, that's not their job to do it for right. you. Like it's supposed to be for you to go out and seek these answers right. for you to learn and for you to go and try it out, go and do different things. Cause the right. thing is you don't want to be limited by your upline in that regard either. Cause it's like, you're not trying to build exactly what they're trying to build. Right. Like you want to take the parts that, that you, you, you see that fits into what your vision is for your agency. And then you, you take from other people. I mean, we got Sean Mike to learn from, you know, yeah. we have Andrew Taylor to learn from, we got all these other guys, you know, that, that freely give out their, their information. So like it's on you. Yeah. Right. It's like there's too much place for information, right? Like you can go on YouTube and learn how to do everything. You can't you can't go on YouTube and not trip over a bunch of FFL <laughs> stuff. Exactly. Right? And so it's like if you if you're not acquiring the knowledge that you need to, it's hundred percent your fault. I Just agree. being honest. I agree. So next step then I guess I mean we're we're talking about the uh the integrity deal. Why, like why should people be going after this deal? Dude, it's like it's like scary, right? Um it was like this mystical creature. Mm. <laughs> like because nobody knew what it was. And then like, then you started getting people in the game and in the crowd and then the pipeline and all that stuff. And dude, what I can tell you, it's like from, from the stuff that I've seen, cause I'm not necessarily an integrity partner yet. Um, hopefully within the next, you know, two months it will be done. But what I can tell you is like, 
when they say like that general generational wealth thing, like, you know, in the MLM space, they throw that around. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's like real here. Like it really is. Like yeah. once you know what the company has done and the stock and what it's going to do and you kind of understand what, you know, the competitors like, you know, like, like our competitors, what they're trading for and you know what integrity's valuation is and you're just like, whoa, if it got anywhere near that, like, oh my gosh, right? Um, and then being able to be a part of a, a team that's bigger than you. Like, like for example, right now, uh, we're trying to add some employees and Integrity's HR department is way better than ours because we don't have one, <laughs> right? So, so when they go, hey, this is what you need to do and this is how we can source people out and help you. Like I got on a call with their marketing team uh, a week ago and they were like, hey, um, what is your marketing strategy for this year? And I was like, it's three months in and I really don't know. And they're like, well, well, how about if we can assist you with this, that, and the other? Did you ever, you know, think about using this? What about this? What if we built you a site that did this? And what if we did this for you? And I'm like, yes, yes, and definitely yes. Yeah. And I'm like, all that back then, I would have to definitely do it by myself. Mm -hmm. Now it's like we have a team of people behind us. So like when you watch all these announcement videos and they're like, you know, integrity has the resources to let me do what I do best, which is teach people how to sell insurance. And I'm like, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. Is there's a team behind closed doors that their sole job is to help you make your life easier by, you know, all the stuff that you don't want to do. Not that you don't want to do, but it's like you have to do because you're a small business owner, but you're not very good at it. They take that off your plate and go, Albert, go do what you do best. Go teach people how to sell insurance, protect families, help them get, you know, paid and promoted and boom, we'll take the back end stuff. Dude, that was the biggest thing for me. The integrity effect. Yeah, dude. And it's like, once you see, once you see some of these people's lives, cause like, you know, we know some of these folks and you see some of their lives and what, what it's done for them. You're like, dude, I knew the house you were living in before, <laughs> you know, and I see what you're doing, driving out, living it. And you're just like, whoa, you know, so it is, it's a big deal. And, and the, the whole thing and, and see like other IMOs, I really don't know. Cause I started a family first life, but like in MLM, there's no such thing as an extra strategy. Yeah. Like if, if I worked at a company and I wanted to leave, Number one, they wouldn't let me, right? But if I if they did, I would have to sell my business back to you. Hmm. Well, that's a captive audience. I can't like sell your business to you. Well, I have to sell it to you. I mean, you can go, hey, your business is only worth three X, even though on the private market, it would be seven, right? And so like, there's no exit strategy for a lot of business industries out there. But with us, with Family First Life, primarily, because even within the life insurance industry is not popular, Right. But within Family First Life, we have the ability to go, hey, if you grow your business to this, you can package it up and be able to sell it. And if you wanted to exit the industry, you could. Yeah. Most people don't because it's done wonders for them and their family. Well, I mean, aside from MLM, I mean, even even in the insurance game, if they don't, if you don't have like a deal, like the integrity deal to to, you know, have a true walk away exit strategy. Right. The thing is, you can you can continue to run your business or or let it continue to sit, and hopefully you'll get some residuals and renewals mm -hmm. and all that. But the reality is probably going to continue to have the normal attrition. Right. There's going to be other agencies and other IMOs trying to cannibalize your business. Right. And it's going to be gone. Like, like That's not really that sustainable. Dude, Grady said something that was really good for me because a lot of people think this, right? They're like, why would I sell? Right. Because if I just kept on to it, I would be able to make that later on. Right. But they're basically giving you time in the future back. Because like whatever, like the multiple, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but the multiple they give you, you're almost buying a decade of your life back. Mm -hmm. 
And so like, think about what you're able to do at that time, because like time, we don't get back money. We can always earn more of that's very easy. And so like, I'll give you an example. It's like, you look at someone like Andrew Taylor Mm -hmm. sold his business at when he was doing, you know, 1.2 issue paid a month. Now his team is like 18 million. Right. You couldn't, he couldn't do that without integrity because of the resources and the backing and all that, you know? And so you look at something like that. That's the reason, that's the reason why, in my opinion, like the integrity effect, like you talked about is real. Yeah. Um, and, and they actually show you, they yeah. show you that when, when they sit down with you and go, this is what we believe we can do with your business. And, and it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. And shout out to Andrew Taylor, Nicole, with oh, brand, yeah. brand new baby. Congratulations right. to you guys. Baby AC. I actually reached out to Andrew, the, uh, after he after he had the kid and i was i was like i was like you know i'm, I'm like really happy because andrew's always been a super fair guy with me he's always been straight up and he's always he's always helped me out um i, I don't reach out very much but then right. like, the thing is he's always been there and I, I i really appreciate him for that but i was just like i was like man i'm so like genuinely happy for you because i know you nicole and ac right. and alice are set for life and literally and beautiful do you like think about, I'm like jealous, right? Cause I had a kid prior to all this. <laughs> and so like, I was like, like, think about this and right. Like shout out to Andrew and I work out of his office. So I freaking love him. But like, think about this. He built his business. He's able to sell it, get married, have a, have a child. He's able to see Atlas and AC get like grow up every day. Yeah. And not, and like those kids in a good way will never understand what it's like to be broke. Right. And if it's our job as parents to give our kids a better life, dude, he did it. He definitely did it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's cool. What makes it even more inspiring is is because I mean, like like I said, Andrew's always been a very straight up dude. Uh, he he, I, I know like he there's there's situations where he could have been very opportunistic and it could have been much more advantageous for him personally. Mm-hmm. But then he's looked out for people. Yep. And he did it the right way. He worked. He works really hard. You know, he he did things the right way. And I'm like, that's inspiring for me because, right. like, you know, some places you look at it, you're like, you can only get ahead if, like, you're willing to, like, step over other you're people right. or you're willing to, like, you know, bend things ethically. And right. I don't want I, I don't want to have to deal with all Gotta that. Got to stab man. somebody in the back, yes. fire them, steal, steal, steal yeah, something, steal dude. people, steal groups, steal whatever. Right. I'm like, I don't know. And, and I've, I've just watched him and I'm like, that's, that's really awesome. That's the way I want to yeah. build it. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I appreciate you for having me, man. This is, this is awesome being able to see the office and the growth. I mean, yeah. I think I was here like two, three years ago, and it's definitely not the same as it is <laughs> right. from back then. You guys have definitely upgraded the office, so I appreciate you for you know welcoming me and my team Absolutely. for being here. But you know, thank you guys for having us. Yeah. So real quick before we uh, before we let let you go, I mean, for for new people that are interested in or looking moving looking to move that direction to get an integrity deal, what's the first steps that they should take? The first steps it depends if where you are, right? If you have capital, like you have money prior to coming to FFL, you should definitely invest your money in staff office structure all that stuff if you don't like i didn't i did definitely didn't have it you have to sell to fund it right and so my big thing is (laughs) that's a great question my bills right now are the same as when i was an svp doing you know protecting 300 families a month Mm -hmm. yeah 300 families a month so so like if you look at that you go if i can get used to spending the money early see like this is one of the things that messed me up i was i was a i was doing about 30, 40 families a month. And our team was doing about three, 400 families a month. And I was talking to Sean one day and I was like, dude, I'm making just enough money that everything's paid and I'm taken care of, but I don't have anything to show for. He goes, dude, keep doing it for another six months. And I'm like, what? 
Yeah. And he's like, because what happens is your bills are already sustained. Nothing changes. Mm. Your four full-time employees will always be four. You're not, you're not going to get eight or 12. It's going to stay four. Your office is already taken care of. Your expenses are already taken care of. What's going to happen is when the team grows because of what they do, you're going to spend the same, but you're going to make more. That makes sense. Yeah. And so like a lot of people go, I don't want to spend the money until I have it. No, no, no. You don't get the money because you have to spend it. Right. You spend it to make it. And so for me, it's like if you're in this, if you're a brand new person and you want to learn how to get an integrity deal, number one, talk to Albert and talk to the other folks that are in a position that are, you know, going to be in the talk soon or that they're already in the talks. But what you want to do is you want to learn the structure of what to spend money on. See, I think the other thing that, you know, we were talking about spending money, right? That was pretty funny is people spend money wildly. Like there's no rhyme or reason for them to spend the money. They just go, hey, I'm going to blow it off on this. No, no, no. Like, like if, if, if I was brand new, I, I've been saying this is the first thing I would get if I was, you know, protecting 20 families a month, I'll get someone to save me time, which is an admin. Admin and recruiter, like they do both roles. They call Mutual of Omaha's pending, America, all that stuff. So I don't have to do it. I can get really good at selling insurance and protecting families and teach people how to do the same. After that, I'll get recruiters on board and I'll literally put the whole infrastructure in place because at, at the end of the day, I, I'm big on buying my time back. So like if, I'm just going to use simple math. If you wanted to make a million dollars a year, your pay rate is five to 600 bucks an hour. So if I'm talking to a customer service rep at an insurance carrier that took me 45 minutes on hold, mm -hmm. that conversation was not worth four, four or 500 bucks, 600 bucks. But I can hire a $15 employee to do that, which allows me to go do a new agent call, a lead strategy call, working with a group, whatever it is, that activity will pay me five, 600 bucks an hour. Right. And so for me, I was very big on buying my time back. Yeah. Not necessarily to, to, like a lot of people get staff and give them the work so they don't have to do anything. No, no, no. I give them the work so I can go do something else. A higher, higher value. Something yes. that generates more I'm more efficient in that. And so, you know, if I can go back and tell you guys how to do it, get staff early, get structure early. And if you don't know what types of things to get, reach out to Albert, reach out to myself or whoever you want to reach out to. They'll put a plan in place and just execute that plan. The other thing I'll tell you is the things you do right now won't show up for 90 days. It's like going to the gym. I can go to the gym right now, lift, bench press, squat, whatever it is. If I go back home and I step on the scale, it's the same. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's the same. And it's like, but if I do it consistently for 90 days, I'll see a result. Yeah, it compounds. Right. And that's recruiting. And so like you can hire staff, put a structure in place, start recruiting agents right now. You will not see a return for 60, 90 days. What I see most people do though, Albert, is they quit before then. Mm -hmm. Right before it gets good, yep. right before they finish the learning curve, they go, this ain't for me, I'm out. Right. And then it's like all that work that you put into watering that plant, now it withers away. Right. You know, so like I would say, you know, staff structure, putting that in place, um, because if you don't want to sell forever, and I don't think anybody does, right. then then that's you got to spend money to make money. Yeah, so that's definitely a mental barrier. You, know, you get to a certain point, then you expect results. If you don't see it, then but right. you you have to recognize you're changing your life. You're literally right. changing your life. So you got to you got to push through and get to the other side. Right, and it's uncomfortable, dude. Yeah. Nobody enjoys it. Like nobody enjoys spending money they don't have. Yeah. But it's like if you want to be able to get into an income bracket that you've never been able to get to, like you got to do things that you've never done to get there. Right. You know, and so there's a lot of people here yeah. that have allowed you to do that. Like that's the fun part about this business was when I started associating with other people in this business, I quickly realized that my stack was not big. And I was like, how can I like, you know, that whole law of associ associations thing is like if I hang out with five smokers, I'm the six. Right. If I ha hang out with five people that, you know, drink on the six, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. 
I was like, cool. If I hang out with five people that are millionaires, I'll probably be the sixth. Right. Dude, it was, it was so fascinating how that worked. Mm -hmm. Because like, although like in the Vegas office, like I have the small snack, you know, but it was like to be able to go learn and pick and choose and hear all the things that they taught me and I'm able to implement it in my business. It's like, dude, that was golden. Yeah. Couldn't pay for that knowledge. That's a murderer's row of, of right. business people in there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So well, I know you, I know you got a couple meetings to, to get to You're You're down here visiting. We appreciate the, the time. Thank you for but, having me <laughs> before I let you go. How often do you get confused for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Every meeting we have, I feel, I feel like every dude, sales conference, every we convention. Were, we were at conference <laughs> and Albert was literally four feet from me in that direction. And someone ran straight at me with her arms up. Albert. And I was like, that way <laughs> I, I feel like i feel like some, some people come up there like hey hey i really love your podcast or your training's awesome and and i'm a part of me is i'm, I'm thinking like you must think i'm steven right <laughs> no no but, no, but sure. i mean if, I, if i'm gonna get mistaken for anybody i'm, oh, yeah, I'm glad it's here. this guy he's one of the best trainers in all of ffl likewise a real solid dude just just someone that you can you can definitely learn a lot from really helpful so i mean i, I appreciate our friendship i appreciate likewise. being being in business with you and you know just hope you talk to see you continue to grow and appreciate your time man. i appreciate you brother thanks for having me all right so. thanks for joining us guys let's uh let's let's take what we learned from steven go out and apply as much as you can keep growing your business keep growing individually now let's go out and be elite guys